Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Boy, we've got a new mic this morning. Whew. Is it loud enough out there? Oh, it's just about right up here. Yeah. It never gets too loud for the preacher, but I found I sound like I'm back there in the back room talking up here. Got an echo there. Maybe it's such, uh, sounds are true. I don't like the sound of my voice. You think that's what it is? How many's ever heard yourself talk on the telephone? Uh, you took me that just a little too low. Come back up where you're at. Maybe a little bit of treble. Maybe not sounding like I got a cold. Anyway, that sounds like a hillbilly. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> I'm not a hillbilly. I, I was born in the cotton patch. You know, I'm not a hillbilly. I'm from the flatland. Well, it's good to be here this morning. Amen. I'll get used to it. The sound just a few minutes. Look like we got a nice congregation in Missouri. Most of the time when you're gone, that's an excuse for them to find a place to go and do and whatever more without feeling too guilty. But we're glad to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. We're looking at a very important subject, and that subject is basically the rapture. To me, that is the gospel of this hour. Nothing else is outside of the rapture. The rapture means the catching away. Amen. So that would be the gospel that would bring life and salvation to us. If you'll notice, Brother Bram, I put a quote last week. I don't know whether I put it back this week or not. Uh, because I'm putting the quotes uh, from week to week to go over and over because repetition is the key. But for each age, I just, you just left me, lost me. For each age, there is a gospel. And he said, for each age, there's the gospel, and there's a predestinated people for that age, and they are the only ones that will receive it. Just to look back a little bit, we looked at perfect faith years ago, or a couple of years ago. Brother Branham, that message brought forth the them and the him of Mark 16. We went through that some time back. And he tells us that Mark 16 can only come into effect by those who have been restored by Malachi 4. To be restored by Malachi 4, you would have to have a revelation of the message of the messenger of God, which is Revelation 10.1. And the messenger is God, and the message is the revelation of God. So God becomes his own messenger because God can only reveal God. He's, no one else can reveal God outside of God. Then when he breaks himself known in vindication, that appearing was in a prophet to fulfill John 14, 12. The greater works than this shall he do. He tells you then that basically those who receive that revelation, which would be the revelation of the rapture, would be able to manifest Mark 16. We looked at Mark 16, and everybody looks at it as, I'm going to do great signs and wonders. Mark 16 is not about the signs and wonders. It's about that group of people that has received the revelation of the rapture, which would be the message or the faith restored by Malachi 4, that those who believe that true restored word and is baptized shall be saved. So now we're coming to the single little area of time that the true gospel 
of the presence of God is here. And those that believe the message of the rapture and is baptized shall be saved from the tribulation period. Those that do not believe in the perusia of Christ that contains the revelation of the rapture will come into condemnation or be condemned, which is they will go through the tribulation and come up at the white throne judgment a thousand years down the road. So we are at the hour that if you're not preaching the resurrection, which is the next event, because we that are alive have received the revelation of the resurrection because we have the revelation of the rapture. Because those that are alive will understand and receive the revelation of the rapture, which is their resurrection. Because you've been called out of everything, sin and everything else. In that revelation, Brother Bram told us in the future messages that that revelation places you completely justified as though you never done it before God Himself that is here. That you are now the very righteousness of God, not by your deeds, not by your conduct, but by a revelation. And that revelation had to contain the understanding that you know who you are and what you were when you were born. See, we think that we're sinners, and all of a sudden we hear a gospel message, and we struggle to get saved, and then we try to work out for 15 years how to get better and how to uh, get things out of our life, and that's all a process. But unless you understand that you are a predestinated son and daughter of God, all the process won't do you any good. Now, it may help you come up at the white throne judgment and rewards and things like that, but as far as the rapture, it's only to a unique group of people. And they that are those that are born again. Now remember, only sons and daughters of God can be born again. And our end time gospel is the revelation of the rapture that brings your new birth. I don't expect to admit amens. Just don't go to sleep on me. All right. Because without the revelation of the rapture, you're headed for the tribulation. So... I begin to pick up a scripture. Now, we talked on these scripture way back in the 80s, and that's the reason we begin the ostracizing, the separating, because of using two scriptures, and that's Psalms 110.1, and also looking at basically Revelation chapter 3, uh, verse 20 and 21 that we'll use because there is a promise to the overcomer of this Laodicean age. And the Laodicean age has a condition. Now, our subject this morning is the conditions for the rapture. There has to be certain conditions exist for the catching away. Certain conditions will exist to bring uh, the conditions to a state that if God does not catch you away, deliver you, you will be destroyed. All right, we have a promise that we will not be destroyed, but we will be taken out of the destruction because God has not ordained us to the wrath of the Lamb. That's First Thessalonians chapter 5, and we'll get to that as he comes to the thief because he'll take us out because he had not ordained us to the wrath of the Lamb. Now, we know the Lamb always signifies the physical man, Jesus. 
who will be given judgment and we work our way into it because that understanding is a part of the rapture. Because the more that you move into the rapture revelation and become, let that revelation take preeminence in your life, and that's the only thing that can take preeminence now. See, there's a lot of subjects that congeals to make a picture. We've heard thousands of sermons on Christ's uh, preeminence in the church, threefold purpose of Christ. We had to take preeminence in Jesus. And then basically through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, He takes preeminence in the church to take us back to Eden or to the millennium. All right. How did God take preeminence in Jesus? How was that preeminence expressed, revealed, made manifest? Jesus said, I can do nothing except what the Father shows me. In other words, he had a revelation of who he was, and that, watch now with the carefully, that revelation of who he was controlled him. Preeminence, God taking preeminence in your life is not like uh, the sincere brothers wanted you to live this great holy life, and that's wonderful if you can do it, but without a revelation, you can't do nothing outside of serving God by law, which you will fail every time. Now, what I mean by a revelation taking preeminence in your life is like, how many has revealed to you that it's not a Trinitarian baptism, but you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? That's a revelation to you. You read it in the Scripture, the preacher preaches, the prophet preached it, you accept it, you believe it, you obeyed it. And now when someone talks to you about how I'd be baptized, you say, well, it's according to Acts 2.38. I should be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is only titles. And you can absolutely explain why you have faith in what you do, why you do. All right, that revelation is what is taking preeminence in that doctrine, that form, that little mark right there. Now, when you get a revelation of the Godhead... You don't have to waver. Well, who's this and who's that? Am I going? He's coming. He's going. What more? You have a revelation. Therefore, when you read the Scripture, He's them. Him's what more? You can separate it. Because why? You have an understanding. It's been made clear to you. You have accepted it. It's become a part of you. So that understanding takes preeminence in your thinking and in your actions. Now, there's a lot of things that takes preeminence in people's lives that are contrary to the Scripture. Look at the Muslims, look at the religions, look at the Democrats, look at all these facets of people that's bringing out all this chaos in the world, being controlled by all these moderns, fashions, this, that, right, protests, whatever they're doing. Some spirit, something has taken preeminence in their life because they sincerely believe that they're right. They sincerely believe that they're right. Many people in the message has a view of the prophet that is contrary to the word and contrary to what he even told us. But they sincerely being wrong, but they still believe that they're right. And being taken on that spirit they think is a revelation, they're controlled by it. Just like you're controlled by this, they're controlled by that. You think you're going to change their mind? No. But if their revelation is sincerely wrong, that revelation is going to take them to the tribulation period. So we want to be sincerely right, 
And Brother Bam said, we're waiting for the revelation of the rapture. Now, your revelation of the prophet, revelation of the Godhead, the revelation of the perusia of Christ, the revelation of the second coming cannot be right. And you have a true revelation of the rapture. Because the conditions that brings you to a rapture is fulfilled and revealed to you, which brings you to the place that you understand that there will be a rapture. How many believe there will be a catching away? Let's just call it the catching away. Why am I going to or believe there is a catching away? Because the conditions of the world, the war, the chaos, the fires, the volcanoes, the armies, the plagues, the sicknesses, everything else tells me if there's not an escape, then most of us are no flesh shall be saved without an escape. Now, God gave Abraham a promise. Why? Because he appeared to him. He spoke to him. Abraham believed God. It was accounted to him for his righteousness. And he knew beyond any condition that he would have a son. Brother Abraham labors it, labors it, labors it, labors it, labors it. But Abraham believed that he would have a son. We're fixing to read it in a few minutes. Brother Abraham said we had to have a revelation of the rapture, even like Abraham. And I take that mean that the rapture of the catching away will be so real to me that it will take preeminence to me that nothing outside, no condition will exist that will make me believe that I'm not going in the rapture. The only thing that I need to make the rapture is a revelation of the rapture. I keep repeating because now the revelation of the rapture must take preeminence in your life to be the rapture in flesh. We're still on the subject, the Word made flesh. The only word for us to manifest in flesh is the revelation of the living to be caught away called the rapture. All of the conditions that's fulfilled outside of the resurrection. What condition must exist for a resurrection to take place? How many believe in a resurrection? What condition must take place for the dead to come and appear to us that are alive here on earth? Only one condition must exist. God must be present. Without the presence of God, there is no resurrection. Without the presence of God, there's no revelation. Without any revelation, there's no catching away. And no catching away, there'd be no marriage supper. Come on now. So we're looking for this revelation of the rapture, and we're going to look at Brother Branham's statement here. Uh, that he says conditions for rapture. But I want to bring forth this vi uh, scripture first and remind you, and I don't know whether I'll get to it in your notes, but it's in your notes. And it's in Revelation chapter 3, the last promise to the overcomer of this age, Laodicea, and we are in Laodicean condition. Remember Laodicea? Where was Jesus Christ? He was outside of the church. Meaning sometime he had to be in the church, kicked out of the church. Now he's trying to get back in the church, but they don't want him back in. 
What is it about Jesus Christ in this end time that they don't want back in? Not that he was a lamb and died for them. Not that they want him to prosper, heal their sick. They all want that. They don't want the revelation of the rapture back in the church. Well, Brother Gregory, they all believe in the rapture, but they don't believe that Elijah has to come first, which is a condition that must exist before the rapture. No Elijah, no rapture. So if you're looking for Jesus to come, you better start locating Elijah to hear what he told you because what he told you is necessary for you to leave. No message from Elijah. No faith for the rapture. All right. It says what? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and that voice was a prophet. That was a prophet 50 years ago. Today that voice is the voice of the bride. If God has a voice on earth today that is still preaching any measure of the gospel, meaning that there is a seed out there that can come to light. Remember, no light, no blood, no blood, no light. You say, well, I'm going to believe Jesus. I believe He died and raised from me. I'm going to believe Jesus to be saved. No, no, no. You've got to walk in the light as He is in the light. You mean, Brother Greg, I believe that Jesus died for me, that He went to hell and God raised Him up. I can believe that and join the church and not be saved? Absolutely. For this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world. Luther brought a light. Wesley brought a light. The Holy Ghost brought a light of the gifts. Then God come Himself who was the light. So you have to be in the light. In other words, you must be in the presence of the tree of life, which is the light, and be feeding from that tree, which is true doctrine, to change your body from mortal to immortality. You say, this sounds like a fairy tale. This sounds like a story. Uh, There's nothing supernatural about it. It sounds like a story. It is a story, but it is to a supernatural people. Simple enough to believe it. If you don't believe that, how can you believe anything in the Bible? How can you believe that there was a Noah? How can you believe that the world was destroyed by water? How can you believe uh, three children, the Hebrew children, lies dead? All these stories. How can you believe anything in this Bible if you cannot believe that God is still the same and He promised to take you out of here in this hour when these conditions of Laodicea exist that you see out here every day? You want to see how, God, how true God is? Look out here at the conditions of the people, what's going on, and that is the interpretation of this Word. They're blind and miserable and naked and wretched, liars, thieves, whoremongers, and everything else, and don't even know it. They don't know it. You say, well, they're stupid. Yeah, but they don't know they are. They think they're smart. They think they're wise. Wise as a serpent. And they are smart up here, satanic wise. That wisdom does not come from above. The wisdom that you see manifested out here is of the devil. All this religious movement... All this chaos, Syria, all this wars going on. Guess what spirit's behind all of that today in America? The Roman Catholic Church. 
Religion is behind it all. Who is opposing Trump? Who's opposing conservative? Who's opposing Jesus, Christianity? What more? Catholic Church. Oh, well, they're nice people. Well, they're the nicest of people out there trying to kill you. But the spirit behind it is Antichrist. It is the era of the word that destroys you. So we're looking at this condition. Brother Bram said, now watch. Works is faith expressed. Now here's, he's working down to the sermon of the rapture. And I know we take too long explaining it, but I'd love to talk about it anyway. The rapture is the last capstone message of the prophet. It is the last element of God putting everything in his place that will reveal him, his purpose, and a guarantee that he will do it. Remember, man is not our leader. Brother Bram said, your leader is not a man. I was only standing there when he done it. I am only a voice. We say, Brother Branham, Brother Branham, Brother Branham. It's not Brother Branham, Brother Branham, Brother Branham. It is God the Word, God the Word, God the Word. That's the reason why he had to take the visible expression or his voice off of the earth, out of the way, get it out of your way. And look how long it took us for a very small people to begin to make the word increase and let the physical man decrease in his proper place and make God the word preeminent. Amen. 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 You say, well, I, I, I can't do that. Why? Because you were fixed. You took a spirit sometime way back there. You believed it to be true, and it could be true at that time. But we keep moving. You keep walking in the light. As we walk in the light, I keep saying the light becomes flesh. That revelation is now deposited in his bride. Some people has a revelation of the rapture. And just like the end time revival... Well, where, where's the end time revival? You're looking at it. Where's the end time resurrection and the rapture? You are looking at it. Why? Because it is now captivated in flesh. We understand the rapture. How? By modern events made clear to us by prophecy. The Bible said it. We've seen it interpreted. We've seen it vindicated. Now we believe it. And the Word has become flesh in us. We are the rapture revelation. We are that measure of the Word, that small Word in there. First Thessalonians chapter 4, right through uh, chapter 5, the children of the light, children of the, of the day. That's who we are. We are that Word made flesh. We are the sons and daughters of God that the whole world waiting for the manifestation of. Not manifesting that we're going to take care of everybody's problems. The world is waiting for the world of the godly. I won't put it that way. The world of the godly. God's kingdom, God's family is waiting for this end time group of sons to understand who they are, what they are, to get out of here. The world out here, they don't give a rip who you think you are. 
They got their own prophets. They got their own hospitals. They don't need your signs. They don't need your miracles. They don't need your Elijah. We do. Amen. So in, in works is faith expressed. Now watch. Brother Brown now has this. He knows his end is coming. He knows he's finishing up. He's put all the scriptures in place. But the only loose element that he hasn't brought to light yet to put it, the capstone on it is the rapture. From 1933 to the time he preached the message of the rapture, everything he done was bringing you to the rapture. If it does not bring the church to the rapture, what good is it? Well, he healed a lot of people, but they're all dead now. Well, there's still uh, my grandma. She, I mean, so-and-so, she's 90-something years old. She's still living. Well, I don't mean it that way. The revival, they got healed by the thousands. They got sick again. 99% of them died. Was it wonderful? Absolutely. Well, we still got the church age book. Absolutely. That's the history of the church. We still got the seal book. That was 50-something years ago. Is it revealed to you yet? Because, see, the seals was opened 2,000 years ago. Well, now we know what the first horse rider was. That white horse. Oh, that was the Antichrist spirit. Oh, glory to God. That was 2,000 years ago. But how many in here knows what seal you are living under today? What seal are you living under? Number four. The rapture takes place under the fourth seal. Oh, well, we're talking about the seven seals and the seventh seal. What are, you mean we're going in the fourth seal? Absolutely we're going in the fourth seal. How do you know? Because the seventh seal, which is the coming of Christ, the pillar of fire, has come down here to let me know what the first horse was, second horse was, third horse, and the fourth horse that you're going to leave. He gave us a little insight of what the fifth was. Don't worry about the Jews back there. They get white robes. And the sixth seal is the tribulation, tribulation period coming after you and I depart out of here. Hallelujah. In other words, He comes to reveal to you the rapture. He comes to bring you a promise that you will not be a part of the wrath of Almighty God. You will be co-army, co-riders. You will be co-riders with him you're going to come back here and distribute the wrath upon nations the bible said that he'll wound the heads of many nations heads means leaders presidents rulers he does that in his second coming i said two or three weeks ago they don't play oh we're going to come back and we're going to play fiddles and we're going to oh it's going to be so nice we're going to come back and look at them eyeball to eyeball we're going to fight and destroy them and bury the dead or burn the dead for seven years the smoke is going to ascend it's going to be chaos we're going to take the kingdom by a rod of iron and the sword of the spirit you say what is that the wrath of the lamb Judgment is given to the Son. Well, I don't know whether I want to be a part of that or not. Well, I don't know either, but if you're going to rest somewhere back here somewhere, I don't know where you're going to be, but it'll be a thousand years down the road before you come up. And then when you come up, you've got to know that you've got to have a lot of good deeds on that book. Matter of fact, you almost have to have a spotless life and conditions you live in to be able to have permission to enter into the kingdom of God. So in works is faith expressed. Now it took me that whole sermon to read the first quote, right? 
Brother Van said, I want to speak on the subject. He always calls it a subject of the rapture to the church. Now, how the conditions as I see it in the Scriptures. In other words, he said, I look in the Bible and I see certain conditions that must exist or come to pass. What condition the church will have to be in for the rapture. Now, I could take that one or two ways. I could take that how holy we need to be, how we need to, our conduct needs to be, or whatever more needs to be, or what conditions the world has to be in for God to have to take me out of here. So which, which slide is he talking about? He refers to the condition of the Laodicea. Because he always refers back to the days as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. And he said, watch, if the natural conditions have to exist and we are in the natural conditions of the days of Noah, so will the spiritual conditions have to exist at the same time. So what he's saying, what does the condition have to be in for the church to have to be in for the rapture? There is both a natural and a spiritual conditions that must exist for the rapture. I've got to be in a spiritual condition of the rapture. And one of the spiritual conditions, I've got to have a revelation of the rapture, number one. And then we found out, uh, like I said before, that revelation takes preeminence you. There's the preeminence. That has to be there for the rapture. What conditions the church will have to be in for the rapture? And what will take place just before the rapture takes place? Now, remember, this is 1965. And Brother Brown is pointing you to the fulfillment of Scripture, which is basically Him, the seals, the appearing, the perusia of Christ. And those conditions that he elaborates over and over and over, there is the spiritual or scriptural conditions that must exist for the catching away. He also said, now when the world catches up, what was it then, uh, let me see, uh, Feast of Trumpets? He said, now the bride is already over here in the Feast of Tabernacles. Your prophet has already come. The seals are already open. It's already given you the revelation and placed you, spiritually speaking, in the Feast of Tabernacles, and that to us is the millennium. So in the spiritual progress of things, we, as God sees us, are already under this blessing of the Feast of Tabernacles. In other words, we have gone through our Day of Atonement where the sin question has been settled. you never done it in the first place. You're the righteousness of God. You're the sinless, virtuous bride of Jesus Christ. That's thus saith the Lord. That is our atonement. Just like the two prophets tell Israel, you've you done it because of this and God's will, whatever more, the blood of Jesus Christ atoned for you. They will believe that and they will be made righteous by their faith in the atonement of Christ 2,000 years ago. Then what's all this talk about sin? You can go to any message church and it won't be 10 minutes in the sermon. They'll start hitting their do's and their don'ts, their conduct, and sin, 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 to try to get you good enough to be a, even a part of the congregation to call yourself a message believer. The prophet said the sin question was settled many years ago. That's thus saith the Lord. So if God called you righteous, why are you calling yourself 
this and this and this and that. If the sin question has been settled by the God that is here, because now he has the open book, he's already put on trial, the trial is already over, you have been found not guilty, and the judge comes down and said, you never done it, because why? You are predestinated in my book. I never laid one thing to your charge. And you got an ear and a little faith to believe it and receive it. All right, let that revelation take preeminence in you. This, this humility like, well, I'm not good enough, and I've failed, and oh, everybody sins, and oh, everybody this, that. You're calling God a liar. He said there's no sin laid to your charge, that you're the rations of God. You are now sons and daughters of God. Not will be, you are now. And then you're questioning, I wonder if I'm going to make it. Oh, I don't know if I'm in. Well, boy, then, Lord, why don't you just keep your mouth shut and believe and say, I'm going to in a rapture regardless. Let your silence grow within you. Because if I'm not confessing, the devil's not working either. But if you've got to confess something, confess your doubts are wrong, not your faith is wrong. Let your faith come out of your mouth because you will be justified and condemned by the words out of your own mouth. Why can't you say, well, I am a believer. I am the righteousness of God. I am in the rapture. I will be taken out of here. I don't care what the condition is. God promised me to take me out of here in a rapture. Let that be your testimony. Let that be your faith. Let that prove that you're Abraham's seed. Well, what if it don't work? <laughs> well, I got a better chance confessing this and it not working. It's confessing that it's not working. Now, I know it's not going to work. You say, well, end up in the same place each time. Well, that's praise God. You just end up there. Well, I know I'm not going. Well, quit going to church. Quit paying your tithes. Quit playing like you're a believer. Just get out there and sin all you can sin until you get out of here. But what's going to surprise you? What if you get out there and sin all you can sin? God takes you off and say, well, I take you off because you was the one of mine. I didn't want you to do it anyway. And find it. Oh, you mean I'm a Christian? Glory to God. I thought I was a sinner. Hallelujah. That's how stupid we are. You think we're smart? We're not smart. We're stupid. I'll be the first one to admit it. We're not sheep. We're just dumb sheep. But in this hour, we've got to have a knowledge that all the other sheep doesn't have to have. We've got to know that we're dumb sheep. We gotta know that we need a leader. We gotta know that our shepherd's here. We gotta know that he promised that and he will take care of us. We gotta know that we'll know. We gotta take this message for my deliverance and for my healing and everything else. Without this message, you're not going. He said, Now I want to preach on the conditions. What condition the church will have to be in for the rapture? Number two, what will take place just before the rapture takes place? And how will it take place? And I've heard every preacher get on that part and say, no, we just don't know how it will take place. Well, now, is he talking about how your catching away will take place? Is that the little secret? Or is he telling you what will take place to put you in the right condition for God to do it? Oh, I want to know how it's going to be. Am I, am I going to just vaporize? Am I going to turn it? Ooh, I'm not worried about that at all. God's going to take care of that part. If God healed me of this, I didn't say, now I wonder how he done that. Oh, I wonder if he took the cells and I wonder if he killed the I just wonder. I don't care how he does it. See? 
I don't care whose car it is as long as I can drive it. And if you'll put gas in from her, I'll just praise it that much more. Yeah, you say, yeah, but your character's not too great. No, I'll have to be the first one to admit that. But God made me like it is, and I'm satisfied with it. And how it will take place, and we all believe in the rapture, don't we? Well, matter of fact, they didn't. But he said that we all believe in the rapture, don't we? All right. What will have to take place just before the rapture? Well, a few things will have to take place. We know the sealed book in Revelation chapter 4 and 5, or 5 and 6, has to be open. See, just a few things that we can throw in here. We know the seal book has to be open. We know seven thunders have to sound for the church because they contain the mystery of the Godhead, marriage and divorce, serpent seed, the rapture, predestination, election, grace. So we know that would have to take place before the rapture. We know that God has to send Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord because the great and dreadful Lord is the rapture. So we know that it had to be Elijah to come first. See, there's a lot of things the Scripture tells us that must take place before our catching away. We would have to know that the condition in the world politics and the economic or whatever more would have to be such a state that unless God supernaturally takes you out of here, you will be destroyed. That hasn't reached that state yet. Hemi had a, a little bit of food this morning because you had some. If you didn't, we got food real quick, so you're not going to die of, of starvation today. But we still got food. We still got water. We still got a little heat. Most of us are not pressed down to where <laughs> we, we feel like praying for more than five minutes. So the pressure to us yet has not reached that point that pushes us anywhere except uh, I think I'll go to Mexico for three. I think I'm going to take a vacation. Oh, I'm going to go fish. Oh, I'm going to you know, say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise God. He's blessed. Ooh. No, no, no. The conditions has not reached the place yet where all you think about is going to church, being with believers, and the resurrection. But the condition will exist to bring you to that state. Because Brother Bram said, now that squeeze is going to be greater than anything you ever say. And all you want to do is get in church together together with the believers even more so as you see the hour approaching because you know it's the time and condition to exist that will bring us together where you're not concerned about, well, Bill's got $10 and I only got 5 None of us will have any. Everybody brag, my pocket's more empty than your pocket. God said, I, 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 I've got an order hit over here. And everybody jumped him and said, I want a penny of that. There's 25 there. Give us all a penny. See, at the end of the day, a penny costs me. I all had one a quarter, so give us part of your quarter. There's 25 of us. Give us a penny apiece. That mentality be gone. Only thing your thoughts would be about, God promised it. I mean, God promised it. Bill, do you feel anything? I'm, I'm shaking in my boot. I don't feel a thing. But God promised it. In other words, you're not going to feel this, this great revival. It's not going to happen. It'll squeeze and squeeze and squeeze till there's nothing left except that revelation of predestination. God promised to take me out of here. And what will come out of your mouth? I believe in the rapture. That's what it's going to bring us down to. A little closer to the sermon, Brother Bram said, Now, we're not living in a Pentecostal age. Now, that's a condition. 
Pentecostal age has to be over for the rapture. We're living in another age. See, we're not living in a Methodist age. We're living in another age. Now, what is he telling you? He's telling the people that he's talking to that they're actually in another age, but they don't know it yet. Their age has gone by, but they're not aware of it yet because there's the prophet. Everything continue as it is. Because he's going to tell them in about two weeks that they need a revelation of the rapture and that they've been waiting on it and now it's being delivered to them, but they must recognize it to be so. He tells you in that sermon that the very people that's listening to him, believing they're a prophet, will scoff at his revelation of the rapture. Those that are following the problem in the first and second pull will absolutely stop in the progress and absolutely ridicule and ostracize the people that continues to walk in the light. And you'll, they'll use the thing that they're not as loyal to the prophet as we are. I know we got to follow with this. Oh, Joseph is a prophet because Brother Bram said so. All right, let's say that. Let's just say that's true. He is a prophet. The prophet also said if a man comes by and claims he's a prophet, even shows you a sign, there has to be a message, follow it, or he is false. Where's the message? But where the message is, his message is you've got to play a tape. My understanding is where is your vindication first? To give you the authority to tell me, I must play a tape. And you would have to have a message to explain to me. And God would have to vindicate you to give you the authority to explain to me. Why he's going to bring a message when the last prophet said, Thus saith the Lord, this is your last sign, the last prophet, and the last message you'll receive before the rapture. It doesn't line up, folks. You say, but they're so sincere. I agree with you that they're sincere. But they're sincerely wrong. This Muslim, this Irish, they just got through killing last night. Was he sincere? He got on TV, burnt the men alive on TV. Was he sincere? Absolutely. He chopped their heads off in front of the world. Why? Because he was sincerely believed that these Muslims was right in this territory belonged to them and they're going to do this and this and this. They had a revelation. They had a message. And they believed it. They killed for it. They slaughtered for it. Publicly humiliated people for the revelation. Were they right? No. Like Trump said last night, I watched on TV as he screamed and hollered and begged and Baltimore and put children in front of him to, keep, to protect him and finally he blowed himself up like a coward. Sincere? Absolutely. Do they have a revelation of the Word? No. Not a correct one. But they could point you to the Old Testament and show you exactly why they were doing it. You talk to one of those Muslim militants, don't go debate them the Old Testament. They got it memorized. 
They can show you where Moses said this, and you're an infidel, and you're this, and you're that, and we got a right to kill you. we got a right to do everything that we said that we can do, because why? we got the word for it. We've got a quote for it. Moses said, Moses said, Moses said. Don't get caught up in what a man told you unless you have a revelation by God, which is the Scriptures, the Word. See, they're arguing over what's their authority, the spoken word book or this Bible. This Bible is God in letter form. There is no absolute greater than God. And the message is that God, who wrote the book that is the book, is here in spirit form of the book, revealing Himself through the book. It is the Word. Which is spirit and life. Now watch. We're not Pentecostals. We're living on up here to the bride age. Okay, so we take the word of a prophet. We're out of the Pentecostal age. We're in a bride age. Then I better not bring my Pentecostal understanding of the rapture over into this bride age. Because he said, don't bring none of your Pentecostal doctrine over here in this age. Because it will not fit. It will not bring life. In other words, watch, once the blood, I don't know how I can explain this, once the blood brings this life to the Word and reveals it in flesh and is give voice to it, making this Word now flesh, once that Word is flesh, it's got to go to another stage of the Word because the life, which is life, keeps moving Moving, moving until it comes back to God again. It starts out with God. It will end up with God. So we've got to become one with Him in the new Jerusalem. we still got a process of unfolding manifestation until we reach that eternal stage, one with God. Everything in the new Jerusalem... The bride, the 144,000, all the multitudes that are Jesus, the capstone, pillar of fire. Every bit of that that you see is God. And you hadn't seen God yet, Brother Brown said. All right, so now what does he say? One of the conditions now, at the modern events, in other words, what he's doing, his ministry, the seals, the perusia, the appearing of God himself... The message is being made clear to you by prophecy. What prophecy? Malachi 4, 5, and 6. Revelation 10, 1 to 7. Luke 17, 23, 24. The, the appearing, the, the coming, the conditions. Revelation chapter 3, Laodicea. All those conditions are now set just exactly as the Scripture proclaims. And the prophecy are the Scriptures is the interpretation or making clear what you're living in, what you're seeing out here, manifesting itself in human beings. Look, folks, all these people cannot be this weird without some kind of spirit or influence that's governing their minds and controlling the people. Those 200,000 demons has been loosed by this angel who had the key to the bottomless pit. 
Who had the key to the bottomless pit? Go back to the message, the key to the door. Brother Bram said this seventh angel, that prophet, Malachi 4, he's the one that's got the key. He's the one that unlocks the door and looses all these spirits. How? Because he reveals to you that your name is under the seventh seal or that you're ordained to eternal life. He lets you know who you are that finishes up the book. Because if he didn't let you know who you are to finish it up, the devil would come get you before daylight. The church world out here, they're now turning towards Christians. The world will start hunting Christians. The Democratic Party, you can call them whatever you want to, that's the spirit of the devil working in people, fulfilling what the Scripture has already said. The condition that you say, why is these people doing it? Because the Bible said that they would do it. They are the Word manifested in flesh. They cannot help it. Neither can that seed of Abraham help believe in the end time revelation. See, we're just as dumb as they are. We believe something. They believe something. They're controlling, fulfilling the Word. We're being controlled and fulfilling the Word. But blessed be the God, we're fulfilling the word of righteousness. They're fulfilling the word of condemnation. You say, well, I don't even hardly think about it. I just go to church and yeah, I agree. With what yeah, we just stumble right on through. Why do you do that? Don't you understand? Something has to be controlling the footsteps of the righteous order to the Lord. He said, now watch. We're living up here now to the bright age. The calling out of the church and getting it together for the rapture. So the bride must be uh, must get together for the rapture. They misinterpreted that. Oh, Brother Bram, should we move to Jeffersonville or should we uh, move to Tucson? Yeah, well, don't make any difference. I'm in both places. I'm probably in Jeffersonville more than I'm in Tucson. And about a year after the question, he was took off the scene. So I guess it didn't make any difference where you live. But it said, make sure you're in Christ. Because, see, it's not gathering the people together in a building. It's not gathering all the believers to, to one little camp. All true believers are going to listen to this. Oh, we're all going to do that. We're all the people move together. That's not it. That's the spirit of Antichrist. You watch it. It is not God gathering everybody together in a group. The only thing that's going to gather you together as a group, you're going to have the same revelation of the rapture that I've got, that Bill's got, that Jim's got, that Sue's got. If they got a revelation, you are gathered together in the Word of God for this hour. You are the light. And I can ask Bill, what is the revelation of the rapture? He'll give me the same understanding that I've got, Jim's got, Sue's got. You go to Australia, they got the same revelation. And you'll find that their opposition or they're against the same thing, too. He said, now that's the age that we're living in. So one of the conditions that we want to put out, we could just spend a lot of time on this, is there's a calling out of the church and getting them together. And the only way that you can get the people together around the world is a revelation. Right? All right, so let's look. I don't know if we can break it down on the screen. Or not. So let's look at that quote up there and break it down. Number one, it says what? 
He said, I'm going to look at this subject of the rapture, and we want to look at what conditions the church will have to be in for the rapture. I keep laboring. Number one, we'll not get the notes, all the notes this morning, so it's just like every other sermon. You ramble around the first pages, and you have to read the last 15 or 20. We understand that for all of us, to, that one of the conditions for the rapture is we all must have a revelation or an understanding of it. That would be one condition that would be necessary. Because if you don't have an understanding of it, or what, what would be an understanding of it? He just got through telling you right up here, modern events made clear by prophecy. So what is the condition necessary for the rapture? The rapture has to be made clear to us. See, made clear is revelation. If I make something clear to you, that means you understand. This is a handkerchief. It is a white handkerchief. It belongs to me right now. You understand that. That's a revelation. That's a knowledge about a handkerchief. All right, so we're talking about a knowledge of God. You know something about God. You know something about God because He's the Word. If I understand and have a clear understanding of the Word or Scriptures, then I have an understanding of what God's doing in this particular hour. All right? Now, that particular hour or that revelation, you say, I see that. Now, listen closely. I, I know that people don't like this, but it's true. When people say, oh, I see that, that tells you that there is still blood or life speaking to that particular Word or you wouldn't be able to see it. You've got to walk in the light for the blood to be effectual. You say, well, Jesus is off the mercy seat. Yes, and because it's effectual, your name was already in the book. Don't you understand that he doesn't have to be on the mercy seat and for the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. He died for your sins once and for all at Calvary. That blood was shed for your sins and your name was in the book. That name was put in the book before the foundation of the world. It was not put in there when you was baptized, went to church, or infant baptism or nothing. Else. It was put there before the foundation of the world. Your salvation is when you hear the gospel, you realize that your name was already in the book. You don't believe to become a son and daughter of God. You believe because you are a son and daughter of God. Don't argue with the Word. So I don't understand that. Then ask God to give you a revelation of who you are and what you are, His election, His predestination, and how He foreknew you before the foundation of the world. Pray for revelation more than anything else. So in this sermon, we're looking at what the conditions the church will have to be in for the rapture. Number two, what will take place just before the rapture takes place? Now here we are 50 years down the road... And people place this tape, and they'll say, well, what is the conditions right before the rapture? Oh, oh, when they go, find the, the conditions were set 50 years ago when he preached the sermon. Are, are you following me? Or in other words, he said, now this must take place, or this must come to pass for this. But he's showing you that the conditions to fulfill the rapture, for God to do what he promised he would do by being here all the scripture conditions are set there's no more 
message to come. There's no more messengers to come. There's no more scriptures that's got to be fulfilled outside of the dead in Christ must rise first. But they cannot be made perfect until you and I understand the revelation of the rapture. They cannot be made perfect without us. What does perfect mean? They're already in a celestial body. So it's not their conduct. It's not their revelation. They're already in a state that all they need to do is for God to wave His finger and come over here and pick up a glorified body. So they don't need anything of church and righteousness and conduct. They don't need all this churchanity. All they need to do is for somebody that's living come to a revelation, a condition that will release them to come to their glorified form. So they cannot be made perfect, glorified, until we understand the condition of the rapture, a revelation, and that revelation having preeminence in us, and we're all waiting for God to say, do, and it will move. Help me understand what I'm trying to say. All right. If you don't say, oh, me, help me understand. Watch. Or help, help, him, help Brother Greg understand better. We'll look at this in close, but I want you to, uh, people said, now here's where we get in trouble. We note that we would have to work backwards from his last statement, how it would take place, then to what will take place just before the rapture takes place, to get you back to number one, which is the third statement, would be the final phase of the process, for we see we've got to be in a certain condition for the rapture to take place. How many of you understand what I'm saying now? Watch. So he said, I'm going to preach on the condition the church will have to be in for the rapture. All right, I'm going to have to be in a certain condition to be caught away. How am I going to get to that condition? I would have to know what's supposed to take place before the rapture. God sent in the prophet, opened up the seventh seal, Mr. Mary's divorce, serpent seed, all the. I would have to know that and see them fulfilled and understand that. Well, what if I don't understand that? You're not in the condition for the rapture. And then I would know how it was to take place that these conditions would come about for me to be in the right condition. So therefore, I'd have to know that he was Elijah. I hope I'm not crazy. I'd have to know that he was Elijah. I would have to know what vindication is. I'd have to understand the scripture of the appearing... And the coming, they're two different words. I'd have to understand what the appearing is. I'd have to understand the difference between the Lord said unto my Lord, you sit on my throne until I go down and make all of your enemies thy footstool. I would have to know what Jesus meant by, if you overcome, you'll grant to sit down in my throne, even as I overcome and sit down with my Father in His throne. Because it sounds like two lords and two thrones. Oh, I can't believe in two lords and two thrones. Well, you don't, you're not ready for the condition of the rapture then. See? You're just not. He that overcometh, will I grant to sit down with me in my throne, even as I overcome. So, therefore, if you don't understand the Psalms 110.1, and how to overcome to get with him in his throne, which takes the revelation of the rapture, which takes the revelation of Revelation 10, 1 to 7, which takes the understanding of 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. You can never be 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 
without understanding the condition that must take place to get you there. Boy, y'all for quiet. Y'all should be shouting this morning. If I understand this, i got to go through the first grade to learn how to print. i got to go through the second grade to learn how to put it together. i got to go through the fourth day to learn how to say 1 and plus 22. I've got to go through this stage to get to 5 to 5 to bring me to the state that I can add 2 and 2. So if I say, well, I've got to be able to add two and two to get in a rapture. But I'm not going through the first grade. I'm not going through the second grade. I don't have to get this. I don't have to get it. All I've got to do is have the right clothes on and wait. You're going to have the right clothes on and burn. Well, Brother Gregory, you're against conduct. I am not against conduct. I wish everybody had dresses down to the ankles, hair down to their waist. But with a smile on their face instead of depressed. With a revelation of who they are. Instead of drudgery and be depressed because they're trying to be something that they don't know who they are. And arguing fuss with their husbands and wives all the time. Arguing about who is and who's not. Because if you're arguing about who is and who's not, one thing is you're not there yet. Because Brother Bram said the bride is not arguing. That's the wrong group that's arguing that. That's the bride don't do that. That's this other group over here. Let me understand what I'm saying. So if you've got a revelation of the rapture, your husband and wife's got a revelation of the rapture, I don't know what all these problems between husband and wives are. We got more divorces in the message and more squabbling, backbiting, and everything else in the message than we got out here in the Baptist church. You know why? The Baptists believe by grace I'm saved through faith. You can do what you want to. I can do what I want. And we all get along because their faith is the same. Oh, we're all going to heaven no matter what we do. And the message is, well, you've got to do everything to make it to heaven. That's a spirit. That's not holiness. That's not humility. That is a spirit. It's got you control. How it will take place, then what will take place just before the rapture takes place. And all we want to know is what is the conditions that we have to be in for the rapture. I want to know what condition I have to be in for the rapture. All right, Brother Bram said, I'm going to tell you how it's going to take place. What is taking place to get you in the condition. And he said, you believe God's word, you believe Jesus' word, now you believe my word. That's a condition. There will have to be an appearing. Okay, now then you're getting down to the nitty gritty. There has to be an appearing of God Himself. Okay, that Brother Branham called Jesus. Now we're getting to the riddles of the mind. The he's and the hymns. But Jehovah, the old Jesus of the new. That's exactly the truth. Which Jesus? But the Lord is here. Which Lord? Because the Lord is promised to descend from heaven with a shout, a message. To bring a revelation to me. That will take preeminence in me. That will take me up here to meet the Lord in the air. This Lord that I meet in the air is not the same Lord that descended 
to get a message to prepare me to present to me to the Lord in the air this virtuous bride of Jesus Christ. Well, who's this we're going to meet in the air? Jesus. Well, who's this come down to get me ready to take me up there? Jesus. Well, they're one like your finger. No, no, no. This Jesus is Spirit, Jehovah God. This Jesus is Jesus, the physical Son of God, created Son of God. So to keep it separated, put one as a physical, let's call a physical man. Put one as a spiritual being. One is spirit, one is physical. All right, the appearing is spiritual God coming down. All right, but to appear, he's got to become visible. How does he become visible? He brings forth a revelation of the Son of Man, which is Jesus now sitting on the throne, who is physical. How does he do that? He's got to have a prophet or someone here on earth that he can take up his body and bring the same revelation through that Son of Man or prophet that he manifested in Jesus 2,000 years ago. It's a revelation of the Son of Man. All right. So the rapture revelation would have to be in preeminence. Now, I keep repeating that because Christ is the mystery of God revealed. There's the key to that sermon. That's the key to the rapture. This revelation must take preeminence in your mind and life. Rapture, rapture, rapture. Well, what about this? I'm thinking about the rapture. Well, what about this? Uh, what about uh, cutting their hair? Well, yeah, you shouldn't cut your hair, but I'm worried about the rapture. Well, look how all the women are dressed. Yeah, I know that's a condition that the church has got to be in. The Bible has got to already said that. Uh, I'm thinking about the rapture. Well, look at all this air running to and fro. Yeah, I know the Scripture said to do that, and that's what they're doing, but I'm thinking about the rapture. Well, look at all this chaos. Yeah, I understand that because the Bible said there'd be chaos while I'm getting the revelation of the rapture. Well, what's going to take place? Resurrection. Well, when is it going to take place? Just as soon as God blinks her, as soon as he says, okay. Well, what about all this waiting? What about it? What difference does it make if I have to wait one year, five years, 50 years? Yeah, 50 years, I've got to go somewhere and come back probably. But that's all right. You'll still be in the rapture. See, I've got a revelation of the rapture. Well, what if you die? Hallelujah, I'm coming back in the resurrection. I'll be on the rapture. I'll appear to you, so I'll let you know there'll be changed. I'll be in the rapture. I'll, I'll come back. Well, Brother Bram's got to come back. He will come back when all the rest of them come out of the grave. He'll come back with them. What is he going to do? He's going to bring us a revelation? No. We already got a revelation. Well, he's going to perform a miracle. We've got to have the tent. No, he's already had the tent. He's already got a revelation. We're already shut in. Don't, don't you understand that the foolish, wise version was shut in? Look, go back to the parable. I don't know what time it is. It's about time again. Go back to even the, the parable, five wives and five foolish. The five wise, behold, the bridegroom is present. That's the original. They went out at all in the lamps and went into a revelation of the presence of the perusia of Christ. They was, went in. They was locked in somewhere with a revelation. What room was they locked in? They were separated from the, the foolish. Foolish get out here and they start looking, da-da-da, trimming the land, blah, blah. But we are already shut in here. Where were you shut in? You're still here. 
So what are you shut into? A revelation of the rapture. You're already shut in. You already heard the voice. You recognize 1 Thessalonians 4.16. The Lord has descended. Why? Because He vindicated Elijah that He is here. He gave us the mysteries that we needed to restore our faith back to the Pentecostal age to be a part of the secret revelation for the rapture. Amen. I keep banging one more. All right, Brother Branham in the rapture said, the, the church, the bride, the rapture is a revelation to her. Okay, how many believe your bride? Now, we put everybody on the spot, me too. Now, do I have a revelation of the rapture? That's the question. Because he said the rapture is a revelation to her. It is something made clear by Scripture. What's the titles? Modern events made clear by prophecy. What's prophecy? Prophecy. Years ago, I'll send you Elijah. I'll send you this. The child shall be born. Prophecy. 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 Until the prophecy comes all the way down to being fulfilled or manifested in the flesh. Elijah. Most people say, oh, Brother Bram was Elijah. He had the spirit of Elijah upon him. He fulfilled that scripture. But Malachi 4 was there for hundreds of years before Brother Branham showed up. Then if Brother Branham, let's say, fulfilled uh, Malachi 4, then he was the prophecy, Malachi 4, made flesh. But sending Elijah was a part. But why did he send Elijah? For us to worship Elijah? No. To turn my heart back to What? Turn my heart back to the faith. What was the faith? It would have to deal with the faith of the revelation of the rapture. And what is the revelation of the rapture? God is here. <laughs> God is here. Because without that revelation, there's no nothing for you outside of going somewhere by the way of the grave. If you've got a revelation of the rapture, you are totally convinced that God has descended from heaven, made himself known to you by a prophet. He took the prophet off the scene because we didn't need that prophet any longer. Now then, he's increasing in my life. In other words, the word is being made more clear in my life. And the revelation is more real to me now than it was when the prophet was here. All right. That's, what, that's him increasing. And the he decreasing. I must decrease. That's the prophet. That's the office of a prophet. What was he here for? To make known that God is here for the rapture. All right. If God is here bringing increasing, then the rapture is getting clearer and clearer and clearer. Is, that's not too hard to figure out, is it? Then if the rapture and what God has done and is doing get more clear to us, being made more clear to me, and I can see the conditions out here, I can see the falling away, I can see the scoffing, I can see the separation, all because of the revelation of the presence of God, then I should be more increased by what has happened and what is happening to let me know that God is going to take me out of here in the revelation of the rapture. If, if I understand the perusia, and I am supposed to be scoffed at, because of Brother Brown's revelation that he is here. 
And it comes to pass that I say, well, I believe that. Brother Brown said, that, that's why I believe it. And then all of a sudden I get scoffed at. Well, you believe that the Lord has already come? You think Jesus is down here? You think the Lord said to my Lord and the Lord come down here and Jesus climbed up on the Father's throne? You believe that? I said, I sure do. And the more I understand what he told me, and the clearer it gets to me, the more that you make a stand against it, more they preach against it, more opposition you got. I got depressed for a long time. I'd go back and say, well, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. And every time I go through it, nope, I'm more right every time. I see it clear every time. The Lord said, I see, oh, that's clear now. Look over here. It's getting clearer and clearer and clearer. Why? Because it, the word is becoming clear by God bringing to pass his word by prophecy. Brother Branham told me I would be cast out. He told me that I wouldn't have any fellowship. He told me that I would be talked about. He told me I'd have a little church. He told me I would be exactly the condition we sit here this morning. So why should I be depressed when what he told me has come to pass? We are the interpretation of the prophecy. We are the rapture revelation manifested in flesh. Where is it if it's not in the bride? Tell me, who's got the revelation of the rapture if it's not in the bride? Nobody would have it if it's not in the bride. You say, oh, we don't have it. we got to get something to come. No, no, no. The only thing that's got to come to pass is the rapture, resurrection manifested in the flesh. And what's going to bring the sleeping saints out is because that we begin to preach the rapture. And the gospel of the rapture will save those that will believe it and are baptized. Those that reject the revelation of the rapture will be condemned and go into the tribulation. You say, oh, I don't believe that. I've been in a message a long time. No, the message hadn't been in you very long. Don't tell me that you're in the message and you fight everything that the revelation brings forth. You cannot fight revelation and be the revelation. <laughs> I've seen people that's been in the message, they've lived a life that you couldn't touch them unless you live with them. It has no more clue of what God's doing and has done than anything. Amen. Well, it's quite enough. I think we are to close. <laughs> what time is it? It's, it's 12 o'clock at home, right? It's 11 o'clock here. be 12 o'clock. Okay, let's stand. Let's close. I've, we'll, we'll get to it. Amen. If I didn't make you notes, I wouldn't have to study but once a year. Because I got to one page, and I, I guarantee you I can preach six more months on the second page. But I want to give you a quote. I don't know whether you can put it on the board or not. If you can, it's found in it's what I was trying to get to this morning. It's found in trying to do God a service without it being His will in 1965. I wonder what Brother Branham's mind was on in 1965. The rapture. Right? Now, watch what he's saying. I got the most of it last week. 
I'll just drop down a bit. We are finite beings, okay? We stumble in darkness. God likened us to sheep, and we must have a leader. Are you following me? Say amen. I think that's, I don't know what page it is because I didn't get your note. That leader is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ among us. He didn't say it was Him. He said that leader is the Holy Ghost, our Joshua, that is among us. Then watch what he quotes. A little while and the world will see him no more. Jesus said that now. Or now why did Brother Branham say that? Because he was fixing to leave the scene. He's talking in the first person as Jesus the man. Why? Because the same spirit that was in the man Jesus, that had the preeminence in the man Jesus, has the preeminence in this prophet. A little while and the world seeth me no more. Oh, Brother Bram, you fix you to leave the scene? What are we going to do? Hallelujah. Watch. His physical being was raised up to the throne of God. Where the Spirit was on the throne. That's Revelation chapter 5, 4, 5, now 6. Now Christ is on the throne. Jesus. Now, you want us to going to have real trouble with this one. Because now you've got to deal with Psalms 110, 1, and now you've got to deal with sit down with my father and his don't even overcome sit down with it. Oh, but it's just one throne. Well, you're going to have trouble with one. Because he said, Father got a throne and I got a throne. Now, I, where I come from, him and he, me and him, if I got one each, that makes two. Not two gods. Two thrones. Let's just, if you study your Bible just a little, little bit, we might get a picture. In Hebrews chapter 1, are you, are you still with me? All right, let's watch this. In Hebrews chapter 1, we don't have to go over it, verse 7. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But unto the Son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A sepulcher of righteousness is the sepulcher of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. He called Jesus their God. And then turned around and said, but you have a God. Now, that don't make two gods. That makes two objects of worship. Because God is only God when you worship Him as God. Jesus is an object of worship and allowed to receive worship simply because of the position and the uh, inheritance that He received by being the firstborn, dying to redeem the fallen family of God. He received half of the Father's kingdom. Which, in other words, in thy throne, I am equal with God. Only in the throne is God greater than Jesus. You've got to see that principle to understand what Brother Branham is teaching. Watch. A little while the world seemed in the war, his physical being was raised up to the throne of God, where the Spirit was on the throne. 
Now Christ is on the throne. Jesus. Christ there is the man, the anointed one. All right. If the spirit was on the throne and now Jesus is on the throne, how was the transfer made? Because we know Jesus, the man, was a mediator here for 2,000 years behind the throne, out of the sight, not seen, that come into visibility in chapter 5. There's no man found worthy. No man was found. What more? There was no man there. Jesus was not visible. He wasn't there. No one was worthy. But behold, the Lamb of God. Brother, I said, He coming out behind that throne, that light. He walks out behind the throne. And now the Lamb is worthy to take the book. Loose them. Hands it to the one on the throne. And the one on the throne, which is the Spirit God, comes down with the open book. Not to open the seals, but to reveal the seals. And Jesus the Lamb climbs up on His Father's throne and sits down until everyone is, or the bride is presented to Him in marriage. Watch what He said. A little while the world see him no more. His physical being was raised up to the throne of God, where the Spirit was on the throne. Now Christ is on the throne. A little while the world see me no more. Yet you shall see me, for I will be with you to the end of the world, even in you. Watch the throne of God. Now watch, he changed it. Right. The throne of God, or the throne of Christ now, which is Jesus, is erected into your heart. And he's sitting on God's throne. But in the millennium, he sits on his own throne. Now that's pretty hard to make one like your finger. See, you cannot be a oneness and make these scriptures work. Therefore, you cannot come to the revelation. You can't. It's impossible. You can make Jesus one like your finger. All you, and Jesus, the Logos, God, is one like your finger. But Jesus, the created species, a different race of people. He was a unique created man. He was a new creation. You say, well, he was a man, but not men like everybody else was a man. You couldn't have killed him unless he gave up the ghost himself. You said he wasn't immortal until he died. That's true. But he wasn't like you and I now. He was a different species. That's the reason the new birth reveals to you that you were in him. And you being a seed are now in the same position of the body of Christ as Jesus was in his created form. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are not the same species as these other people out here called human. That most of them are animal. Natural brute beasts with an intelligence. You are not of that species. Your citizenship is in heaven. And he called and told you that this is not your country. Your country is up here. And I'm going to come down in a flying saucer, a light, and pick you up and take you home. We'll walk in the light. When we have a musician, you want to come sit somebody? Beautiful light. Oh, where the dew drops of mercy are. And he wants to walk in the light. Will we have enough humility and grace to let our minds be put down and say, God, your word is true. Give me a revelation of what you are doing now in me. 
I want to be a part, and I am a part of the rapture. Don't concern yourself with anything outside of the conditions out here that must exist, which is coming a squeeze. It can come before daylight. You vote in a Democrat, it will happen in six months. If you want to go in a rapture bad enough, like I said at home, everybody vote for a Democrat. But I don't think none of us votes for a Democrat. You know why? We're trying to protect our own skin. Nobody wants any pain. Nobody wants any sorrow. Nobody wants any squeeze. How many would like to go to the rapture in the very condition you are now? Just wake up and you're over there without any... Oh, hallelujah. That's Pentecostal to the core. You're going to suffer with him, reign with him. We've got a suffering to go. We've got a measure of faith that we're going to be manifested. And God will bring the conditions naturally. He's going to bring the condition naturally and press you to whatever measure you need to be pressed to put us all in the same measure of faith of the rapture. I hope I get in condition. I only need a little toothache or a little fingernail to cure. And that's all I need. And if you're screaming and hollering because your hand is smashed and you can't hardly consider the pain, that's up to you. But I, I just want just a little bit. So I'm going to appeal my mind to the Word of God. I'm going to confess what the Word says. I'm going to walk in the light as He's in the light. And if you want to argue with Him, if you want to say you're this and you're that and you're not going, you don't give a rip, well, just go on and do what you want to do then because I don't give a rip if you don't give a rip. Well, Brother Greer, you're supposed to have love. You're supposed to be crying for me and repenting for me and pray, oh, God, save me, oh, God, save me. Wait a minute. If you're not praying, oh, God, save me, why should I pray, oh, God, save you? I prayed, oh, God, save you for 20 years. You hadn't changed. You still got your feet dug in the ground like a mule plowing a field. Why should I keep saying, hi, boy, hi, boy, come on, come on, boy, come on, boy. I said, let's everybody take a break. Praise God, we're in. We're in. I'm ready, I'm ready to take a break. Praise God. I can't do no more. I preached all I can preach. I preached to the rapture for 30 years. Why, why should I preach anymore? We are in. We've locked in. There's no way we can miss it. We are in the rapture. Don't you understand? We've gone as far as we can go. What are you waiting for, Brother Greg? I'm waiting for that idiot out there to catch up so God can kill him without feeling bad about it. That will never build a church anywhere except here. Praise God. And it'll actually get smaller here. Because all this feel good and glory to God and this sweet talking, oh my, it, oh, I really don't like that. No, you don't like that because you know it's the truth. You understand, and you know you don't understand it, but you're trying to play like you are. Why don't you admit, I don't understand it, Brother Greg, and get with somebody and talk it over until you do understand it. Talk it over. I don't understand First Thessalonians 4.16. Explain it to me. I don't understand Revelation 10, 1 to 6. I don't understand the appearance. I don't understand the God. Somebody tell me. Somebody said, I didn't talk to me. I've got to get this to get in the rapture. That's one of the conditions for the rapture. The God it is a revelation. Only the bride will get it. Somebody talk to me. Are you with me? You understand what I'm saying? Somebody talk to me. I want to be in the rapture. I'm going to have to look it up. Did Brother Branham say, this Knights of Columbus curse, he said, I'd rather have sulfuric acid poured in my veins, tortured and have the Knights of Columbus curse performed on me than to spend five minutes in the tribulation. Five minutes. Now, I, you know, you can take a lot for five minutes. 
And you rather have this whole curse performed on you than to spend five minutes in the tribulation? I think, I can go down to a cellar. I can go to the woods and I can run for five minutes. I can hide in a log for five minutes. Then what is he talking about? There's going to be a spiritual condition that exists. So demonic controlled people that the walking dead will be a comedian or a comic strip. Because you're talking about an insane institution. Look at all the drug addicts. 60,000 in one city, 20,000 in the other, all sleeping on the streets, all sick, all crazy, all on drugs. And that's just one city. Just put all those sleeping ones and drugs in every city in the United States alone. You would have, what, five, six, ten million? Take all their drugs away. Take all their cigarettes away. Take all their internet away. Take all their whiskey away. Take all their beer away. And what do you have? My God in heaven. What a condition. What, what a horrible place this would be. What would it be to my constitution, my mind, and heart? In other words, the condition, it will be so horrible. That you will have a spiritual, physical breakdown in a short period of time. And you will seek death and won't even be able to find it. You'll want to die. The Bible said you'll cry for the mountains to fall. You'll, you'll run to the, you'll, you'll scream, oh God, take me out of here. Kill me, do something with it. And he said you won't even have enough sanity to blow your own brains out with. The walking dead, the devil knows exactly what's going on. See? All right. Oh, you got to shoot them in the head. Wonder why you got to shoot them in the head. Yeah. Think about it. That's their doctrine. But if you don't shoot them in the head, you can't kill what they think. You can't kill their revelation. Mm -hmm. You can shoot them everywhere else. You can pin every scripture down. You can give them 500 quotes. And they just keep walking. Oh, 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 oh. Right here. You've got to have a revelation. How am I going to get it? Sit down. You young people, you children, sit down and talk to your mother and dad. And say, what does this mean? Forget about all this rules and God and all this stuff that you think it's got to take to get to heaven. Sit down and ask them, what is the Bible telling me that I've got to be delivered from? How can I get out of here? How can I find peace of mind? Amen. Let's swing it out. We'll walk in. They got them all standing at home. Too. We'll walk in the light. I say, we'll walk in.